Hi everyone, this is Marsha, and I'm the director and founder of the Brooklyn Caribbean Literary Festival. I'm thrilled and elated to announce the birth and launch of our brand new podcast, CocoPod. Consider the aromatic CocoPod and how, after carefully ripening under the Caribbean sun, it generously offers up its rich fruit in due season. CocoPod by BCLF aims to provide a similar delight. Each episode is a seed, a nugget of an original Caribbean story told in the voice of its writer. Each story, an infinite gift by the offshoot of an ancient griot tradition. As a whole, Caribbean stories are like a mighty tree whose branches extend, offering shade and comfort wherever her children settle. From my team and the legion of Caribbean writers behind us, we bring to you the warmest of welcomes. In this week's Cocoa Pod, we have a special reading by Alicia McKenzie from A Million Aunties. We get a treat today as she's going to give us two parts of the book. The first part is from chapter 3, pages 52 to 54, with background music by guitarist GVD. But next day, the sky clear and sun bright, like nothing ever happened. When I go outside on the veranda, I see him, the new man, another one of them artist people staying at Miss Della Place. Last year, she had a friend of Stephen staying with her for a long, long time. Chris's name was, painting flowers. Flowers every day and night, until all her walls full of them. Everywhere she look is flowers. But they're nice, nice. The first time I got there to take a look, he gave me one of the painting them as I was leaving. See it right there on my wall. But imagine, when Miss Della come down here to work at her nursery, she have to look upon even more flowers. I tell her that that would have made me go nuts. But she just laugh. She love our plants the kingdom come, know how to make them grow and send out blossom like no tomorrow. When Albert did go off, she bring me one plant that look all dry up like it's soon going dead. Vera, she said. Just keep watering it. Take care of it for me. So I care for that plant like my life depend on it, making sure it always have water, putting it in bigger pot, feeding it fertilizer. And look at it now, big, big rotten on my veranda, like my best friend. Is yours, Miss Della said, when it come back to life. This new man is from I don't know where, Tall, bony, and kind of shy looking, with a thin face and hair cut short. I think he may be a little bit older than me. He walk around each tree lying there on the ground, then bend down and run him right hand along the bark of one, like him saying sorry or something. He probably feel me watching him because him glance up at the veranda and him smile. I smile back. I would like to hang round and see what I plan to do with the tree. But I have things to do. I have to go to the supermarket because the fridge looked like I just bite, brand new, not a thing inside. And I've been longing for some fried sweet potato. Wish I had somebody to share it with though. 
Because one of the things that most make me spirits drop these days is the eating by myself. I take a quick bath and put on my favorite olive green skirt and blouse. Another present from Tina. And I have to say I feel good that it still fit me nice. Mean that I don't put on too much weight. Thank God for that. I've been doing the exercise on the video them that Tina sent down. And it looked like they're working. When I walk out the yard, I stop to look at what this carver man doing. And even though he don't look up, I still say hello. It's like him hard of hearing though. Because it's a full five seconds before him raise him head from scraping at the tree. Our eye them make four. And him look over the rest of me before coming back to my face. But him not face there anything. Hello, madam, him say. And I can hear right away that him don't really speak English. So maybe him language is Spanish or something. I smile and go about my business, wondering if I'm going to cut up the tree them and haul them away. I am sure them would lie there and rot before government sent anybody to clear them up. When I come back from the market, one of the three them is a woman. And your second reading is from chapter 11, pages 148 to 150. Your background music is by guitarist Javi D. You know, I never had so many visitors in my life, Miss Della said to Chris one morning as they were having breakfast. She'd made roast breadfruit, plantains and mackerel, and he felt he was eating in the morning what he should have been having for dinner, but he was getting used to it. He just remarked on how nice it was that people kept dropping by to see her, but her burst of laughter made him realize it was his presence that was attracting the visitors. Before, people would just shout out hello and go about them business, cleaning up them house and thing. But now, everybody want to come in and waste me time chatting. Sorry, Chris chuckled, surprising himself. He thought his laughter had gone for good. No, no, don't worry about it, darling, Miss Della reassured him. It's not every day they can come and see man painting flowers like you. And look how everybody's saying how much they like the paintings. We's a nation of art lovers, you know. She gazed round the walls of the kitchen at all the paintings he had put up and murmured, them really do brighten up the place and lift your spirit. That's why everybody passing through now, like my house done museum, even Miss Pretty coming in to look, First time she been inside, although maybe she think he's Stephen come back. Poor soul. Chris glanced at his artwork and gave a rueful smile. He still wasn't where he wanted to be. Yes, the things look more like flowers now compared with when he'd first got here. But that final aspect, the lightness of touch, was still missing. The stream of people coming in and making their encouraging sounds had spurred him on, though. He'd got to know them all. Miss Vera, who was a dressmaker and lived in the town, although she kept her shell of a house on the hill. She was constantly making jokes, but her eyes held loss. 
something he recognized. He'd given her a painting on one of her visits, and she'd bustled away so he wouldn't see her crying. Mr. Jordan, the citrus farmer who he felt sure had a soft spot for Miss Della. Chris teased her about it sometimes. And Miss Pretty, who walked the streets in her faded fur coat and hardly ever spoke. Her eyes were a muddy river, carrying years of tangled thoughts. Her passage always unsettled him and set the dogs barking. One day, she had come into the yard, ignoring the animals, and watched him as he painted. Then she had walked into the house uninvited and examined the works on the walls. Do you know my son? She'd asked before leaving. And he'd shaken his head dumbly. He's a good artist too, she said, staring at and beyond Chris. She passed by every day after that, stopping to see what he was doing, the damp animal odor of the fur coat overwhelming. But she never spoke to him again. Now, he needed a break. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to follow CocoPod and turn on your notifications so that you don't miss new stories when they drop. One last thing. Caribbean stories and Caribbean writers need our help. Show your support by sharing and downloading this podcast as far and as widely as you can. Buy their books, support independent bookshops, and request Caribbean titles from your local libraries. Remember that a rising tide lifts all ships. Give thanks. For more Caribbean storytelling goodness, follow CocoPod and BCLF Always Lit on all major podcast platforms. <laughs>